the paper cups inside the plastic cups. Hello and welcome to Plastic Cups Inside Paper Cups Inside Plastic Cups. I'm Dennis Wilson and this is... Omar Rabadi. Hey Omar, what's new? I'm pretty good. Uh, nothing too much is new, but uh, you know, it's day 55 of the lockdown. Today's May 17th. Wow. You know, we're, move, <laughs> we're moving into spring. Did you get outside at all this weekend? Yeah. Got, you know, got outside, spent a lot of time in my backyard. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I don't live in an apartment without a backyard anymore. That's definitely a blessing nowadays. For sure. Yeah, yesterday we, we stopped by Dave and Emma's uh, new place, and they have a, a nice yard, so we spent some time distancing out there, and then we went to 8th and Poplar and distanced some more there. <laughs> oh, what, what were you doing at 8th and Poplar? Uh, just hanging out in the, it's a big soccer field. So we were just hanging out in the grass with some friends, you know, brought some chairs and a cooler and, and just hung out until it got too dark to, to hang out in the park anymore. Cool. cool. Yeah. So it seems like things are slowly going back to normal. Uh, there's, I've noticed walking around my neighborhood, it's a little bit less social distancing going on. People are congregating a little bit more and more. Uh, what I was wondering, cause you know, we're counting down day 50, day 55. When will we, when will it officially be over at least by our, our standard? Well, yeah, I think that that's the, the bummer about it is it's not like one day it's like, it's over we're good. And then we can go out and celebrate. Um, yeah, there'll be no parade. Right. It'll just be this prolonged, somewhat relaxing of different things. Um, but I don't think. Nor, I don't think normal until, yeah, to be honest, like probably like two years. And I'm saying like things like uh, rest, um, like music events and stuff like that, close quarters like that. I don't know the next time we'll be able go to a rock show like we, we used to. Probably, I think it'll be like two years. Um, I don't think I'll go back to the office because I work for, you know, in a major building with thousands of people. I don't think I'll be back in the office until about this time next year. Yeah, unfortunately, live music's probably going to be the last thing to come back because there's been studies, and you know, you don't want to get carried away with one or two studies, but it seems to be evidence that people projecting their voice, people singing, is it's like likely to spread the virus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a bummer, but so it goes. At least some things are, you know, we got to hang out with friends a little bit more. You're still keeping our distance, but, um, you know, a little bit of normalcy of seeing people in person is, is great, especially when the weather's good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So I cool. gave my haircut yesterday, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> oh, you went for a haircut or you cut no, your own I hair? Gave, I gave myself a haircut. Oh, how did it go? I think it turned out pretty well, considering that I gave myself a haircut. Um, I used uh, scissors to cut off. It was getting really out of hand, so I used scissors to cut a lot of the length off, and then I used, like, my beard trimmer to kind of try to smooth things out. I, I understand the back is really janky. I haven't seen it, and nobody at work is going to see the back of my head, so don't really care that much. <laughs> but the front, I think, what, was decent. What number razor did you use? 
I don't even know because it's not even. I, I couldn't find my my clippers for, like for it's meant for your head. Like I couldn't find the attachment, so I used my beard trimmer, and it was really small. But I didn't even look at what number it was. I just found the biggest beard trimmer length and and went with that. And I don't know. It's it's pretty hair. My short my hair is pretty short, but I think it overall, I'm pretty proud of myself. Cool, cool. Yeah, I might have to do the same soon. I haven't had a haircut in, I guess, over two months now, and it's pretty, it's pretty big. So yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really hot on Friday and Saturday, and so I felt just the the heat from having so much hair. I was like, all right, I gotta get rid of this. So I just pulled the trigger. Yep. Yep. Uh, you want to you wanna start off with some mailbag questions? Yeah, yeah. All right. This first one is from Jensen. Uh, long story short, if you raised your own pig, I guess kind of like a pet, but it's more so the way I picture his question is you're, you're on a farm, you buy your own pig, you raise it. Would you be feel okay eating that pig eventually of course not <laughs> i wouldn't no i mean i know farmers like um get to know their cows in some cases and you know or pig and um they end up having to eat it but no i, I specifically could i really definitely could not do that um which begs the question like why can i do it with cows i don't know and it, it's not there's really not a good answer yeah yeah so let me rephrase this question actually now that i'm looking at it again all right, Jensen and his wife are going to start a pig farm with the inevitable end of commercial meat. So if, you, if in your mind you called it a farm, you had it in your head it was a farm from the beginning, mm-hmm. would that change things? Well, I mean, I guess, I guess, no, I don't know, because I couldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, if I was that person and I started a farm, I would have to be okay with it because that's the whole person, reason you're doing it. But like, I simply, I couldn't start a farm where I'm killing animals. I just couldn't do it. What about you? Well, I don't eat meat anymore. So it would be, no, I wouldn't eat a pig that was my own pig or a pig from the supermarket. With that being said, I would assume a pig on a small farm like this would have a much better life than say a pig from a factory farm. So right. I could see it relative, relatively being more justified, but like, I, I, I understand your point of view that you, you think you'd probably have an emotional connection to that animal. So it would be, even though logically you could make a strong argument that it's more, hu- more humane or animal main, if that makes sense. But yeah. I think that you'll, I mean, very quickly, I feel like I would have an emotional connection and then that would be really tr- troublesome. But I don't know, maybe, maybe Jensen and his wife, wait, is Jensen a man or a woman? I believe Jensen is a man. Okay, maybe Jensen um, has a, you know, is better suited to that. But I think that you would want to think it through long and hard before you <laughs> launch a pig farm. Yep. All right, our next question is from Cousin Pete. Technically, you're Cousin Pete, but I'm going to call him Cousin Pete anyways. Yeah, he's cousin. He's the show's Cousin Pete. He's the show's Cousin Pete. All right, he wants to know, this is question specifically to me. Do I do personal appearances? So, so the answer is, of course, yes. But 
You got to know what you're getting when you get a personal appearance from me. All I do, if you hire me for a personal appearance, I just appear. That's all I do. I don't dance. I don't sing. If I feel like talking, I might talk, but I'm not necessarily going to talk. Okay, so you're not a show. Yeah, I will stand with good posture. I will do that. That's worth it. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, What's your rate? You'll get, do you have a rate? I do have a rate. I don't know if I want to say it on yeah, air. Yeah, you don't want to do it. Yeah, don't do it on air. Yeah, because, you know, you never know. I got to size somebody up and see how much I can charge them. Uh, you know, Cousin Pete will get a small family discount, but not, not that much of a discount. Right. All right. It's good to know. Yeah, and we've got one more mailbag question. Okay. All right, this one's directed to you. All right, this, this is from Matt Geiger. It says, Dennis, you seem pretty knowledgeable about pickles. I know you can't give away your secrets, but can you give me a tip on how to make my pickles better? I keep trying and it just is going awry. And I close my eyes and I see you making these marvelous pickles. Please give me some advice. And Omar, what's your deal with pickles? Seems like you don't know much about pickles and you don't like pickles. What's the deal? Why don't do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. It's a two-parter. So I would happily give away my, my, my recipe if I had written it down. Um, it's been a while since I made some pickles, but I always forget to write it down and keep it. Um, but I, I know the one tip I would give is put way less sugar in than the recipe calls for and less salt. Um, because both those things are not necessarily great for you, but, um, and, and for me, I like a very vinegary pickle, very acidic. So, um, usually recipes call for too much salts, too much sugar. Uh, so cut that down to probably like a quarter or less and just, you know, and then get your, your, you know, so you're, you're just more of like a vinegar based, uh, pickle. And that would be my one recommendation that I, I learned, uh, early on. Cool. Cool. And uh, for my part of the question, I do like pickles now. It took me some time to warm up to them. I feel like growing up, you know, you'd walk into the supermarket and there's big ovely thing with like green liquid in it. And there were pickles in there and you'd open it up and it didn't smell that good. And and there was of course fast food pickles, which were pretty gross. (laughs) Uh, But now I can go for a good pickle, like, you know, Good pickled tomato from a fancy overpriced bar. I'll take it. Well, I'll have to make you some, and then and then when I do the recipe, I'll 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 go through the recipe on the on the air. All right, should we uh, get to our first topic of the day? Yeah, let's do it. What where, where are we going to start? Let's start with college athletes. Uh, yeah, should college athletes get paid? Well. I, 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 what, I think you should go first, maybe, because I, I and admittedly, I have a very strong opinion, but I admittedly don't know much about college sports, really. I guess, like, I don't watch college basketball or football, so I don't know it as a fan, but I, I'm curious about your take. Okay, so my position is colleges shouldn't be forced to pay college athletes, but... The way it works now is the NCAA basically colludes. Uh, 
it's it's kind of like an antitrust issue the way I look at it, where no, they all get together and decide that none of them are going to pay any college athletes, and also college athletes are not to get allowed to get paid from third parties. And I'm not someone who says all college athletes should get paid. Like, for example, if you're on the swimming team, you're probably not bringing in enough revenue to the university right. to warrant getting paid. But if you're on like a, a top 10 college football or basketball team, you're making that team tons of money. And the coaches are getting paid. Refs are getting paid. Everyone else, pretty much everyone else associated with it is getting paid. So I think they should be allowed I, I don't think the NCAA should be allowed to get together and just decide, hey, we're not going to allow anyone, any university to pay its players. So that's kind of where I fall on it. Uh, it's, it's kind of in the news lately because the NCAA, sorry, the NBA Developmental League is going to start what's called a select team, which is going to pay basically basically people who go straight from high school to the NBA D league, which is like their minor league to be on a select team. And that's going to take a lot of the top recruits away from college basketball. So it's going to start with just one select team, but it's probably going to grow over time. Wait, can you say that again? How's that going to work? Yeah. All right. So I'll give a little bit of background on the NBA developmental league. It's basically like a minor league team. Mm. And right now, each NBA team basically has its own minor league team, but then there's going to be a minor league team that's not under the control of any NBA team. Mm. It's just going to likely have the top college recruits or the would be college recruits, but the top high school recruits who decided not to go to college, but go straight to the, this NBA D league team. Mm. Interesting. Um, well, I, I I can't. It's unfathomable to me that uh, what the, the, they're not getting paid. I don't. It's just. It seems so bizarre. Somebody who, like I said, not a, a, a college sports fan, that like these kids go to these schools and bring in tons of money and um, revenue and merchandise revenue and uh, the school. I mean, it's it, it props up the school. It's, it's so, it's like a bizarre world that <laughs> like they're making tons of money off these kids and they don't get paid. And I, I don't, what's the history of that? Like how, like how, like you said, you put it in terms of, you know, um, kind of like collusion. Um, it, yeah, it's collusion and it's absurd. I guess the, just the origins is that like, you know, when in the beginning colleges didn't pay and I don't, why, why, why don't they get paid? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it's maybe it's somewhat recent that they're making these vast amounts of money for their universities. That might be part of it. Uh, it also might be just the way people think of universities. And one of the arguments you hear people make is, well, they're getting a free education, free room and board. And that, that makes sense up to a point. But it, you know, I guess that makes sense if you're playing a sport that doesn't really make money for your university or only makes a little bit. But for, for something that's, like you said, bringing in millions of dollars in TV re revenue and jersey sales and ticket sales, it seems like they're, you know, 
they're getting a tiny pittance. Yeah, yeah. And like, what other work? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think of like what other setting where people like do something that's highly prized and somebody makes a ton of money off it and you can't. Like, that's it's um, it's like indentured servitude, basically. Um, yeah, and what, what makes it worse is they're not allowed. The players aren't allowed to get paid from third parties either. That's where it seems like so like, crazy. Yeah, like really absurd. Yeah. Uh, it's al- it almost seems like like punitive in a way. Like, and they make such a big deal of it when you know there's all of these scandals where you find out years later Chris Webber or whoever was actually getting paid by agents or by shoe companies and this type of thing and. I think at first people would find this stuff out and get outraged, but now I feel like everyone just kind of like yawns at it. Like it seems like a silly scandal. Yeah. And I, 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 you probably know more about this, but like the whole like player empowerment movement in the NBA, uh, do you think that that this will play a role? Like they'll, they'll use their leverage there to change that, that what's college is like. I, I don't know part. I could be wrong, but I kind of think, NBA players are mostly concerned with NBA players. I don't know how worried they are about the college basketball situation. At least I haven't, I haven't read anything with the Players Association getting particularly involved in this issue or individual NBA players. Yeah. I mean, the only downside, I mean, a lot of you know, basketball players skip like their senior year or their junior and senior, you know, like, yeah. So it's, I mean, the downside is obviously they're not getting a college education, which is worthwhile if, you know, whether their career works out or not, they get to have. Um, but then, you know, so, so it's unfortunate, but yeah, I, I just think it's crazy. So <laughs> they don't get paid. So I'm all for sh- shaking that up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we go to our, to our next topic? Yes, let's, uh, what's the other topic? Um, uh, least favorite conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. So uh, should I, do you have a, a least uh, favorite conspiracy theory? I do, I do. And I'm generally someone who kind of likes conspiracy theories. Not that I believe them, but they're, you know, fun to think about, fun to watch movies, uh, watch movies about, read about, etc. I would say, though, my least favorite one is that the Earth is flat. You know, there's no, kind of no, like, there's no good explanation of who benefits from this or why the government is trying to pull the wool over our eyes to keep us from the truth that the world is actually flat. I don't, it yeah. just seems like such a weird idea. It's just, yeah, it's just, I get what you're saying. Cause I wasn't even thinking at first. So I was like, yeah, it's just, it's just not even, it's not even fun. It's not even creative. I don't know. It's something just remarkably dumb about it. It's not even intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've wanted to, I haven't had the chance to do it and now I might not, but since Kyrie Irving started on this whole, the earth is flat thing. Who's an NBA player, for those of you who don't know, I wanted to go to a game and just start chanting, the earth is round. But <laughs> I, I may have missed my opportunity to do that, or at least for a while. Yeah. I mean, so I, f- I feel a weird way about conspiracy um, 
theories these days. I mean, I, I think there's something intriguing of about them and um, salacious and can be just kind of fun to think about sometimes. Um, but I don't know. It's these days it, it's taken on such a, it seems so pervasive, um, especially on the, you know, the right side of politics, these things, it, it, it seemed like it started with nine 11 and then, and then it's really taken off. And I think it's really, really damaging, um, you know, things from like nine 11 to like the, you know, like when there's a school shooting and there's like crisis actors and stuff like that, it's the notion that like Sandy Hook was a planned, you know, a false flag thing. It's like, it's really just that stuff is, and I don't know if it started with nine 11, but like, it's some reason that seems to be so nasty and awful and demeaning to the people who, did suffer in those events that that's, I, I really, they, they really make my stomach turn just to think about them. Um, but things like JFK, um, you know, I don't know, that's a fascinating conspiracy theory that I probably spend too many hours every year revisiting on Wikipedia. Um, but you know, so I, I, I like some conspiracy theories, but, but I think that anything that's like this notion that the government is like, doing these things like these awful, awful events is really my least favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And that exhausting thing about talking to conspiracy theorists is, uh, they just say these, you know, supposed scientific truths and it's kind of, you know, there's really no point in getting into a back and forth with them. Like, Oh, there's no way a building can fall at that angle. No building has ever, that, you know, a building like that or metal can't melt at that rate and it's just kind of like this unending thing if you actually get into a conversation yeah I, I learned not to get i mean i just would have to remove myself from anybody that is anything like a 9-11 truther um i had somebody was at my house once and i thought they were joking at first and they were serious and i just was like i was officially done with that person forever <laughs> i'm not joking oh cool have i met this person no, no, it was before we, we met. It was probably like 10 years ago now. But um, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know, that just really makes me very upset. It's not, it, I, I couldn't even, I would never have a conversation with somebody. I would just be like, oh, that's a total waste of time to even engage with that person. Um, but um, I think the other thing you asked in the email was like why there are conspiracy theories or like why they come about. And yeah. in the course of watching um, a documentary about JFK, and this is like, I can't, I wish I had the article in front of me because I, I did Google it, but now I don't have it. But um, this guy, I think, was quoted in this New York Times article, but he, he said that in the doc that, um, you know, you have somebody like JFK um, on one side, say, of a scale, and he's like one of, the he's one of the most important and powerful people in the world. And then you have, you know, Lee Harvey on the other side of that scale. And it, it doesn't balance. So you need, like, it cognitively, it just doesn't add up for us. Um, and so you kind of, you know, we kind of feel uh, it needs to be kind of rebalanced. And so you, you know, you put the, the, the Russians or you put the Cubans or, you know, on the other, you know, the side with Lee Harvey and it kind of makes more sense. And I don't know that I'm not suggesting that that's Lee Harvey acted alone or not. I'm just saying that's kind of the best explanation I've heard for why these things come about is there's a 
kind of a reconciliation that's uh, you know, required emotionally, especially I think with something where you know the nation was in mourning. It really you need you need to have something to explain it, and that a single man, uh, you know, kind of a nobody, doesn't really uh, isn't sufficient often. Yeah, yeah, and with you know a president being shot at, it does it does make sense that a person's brain would say, well, who benefits from this? It may be a foreign government or some sort of a domestic opponent would be behind this. It's, I, I feel like that one isn't that much of a stretch. Now, there comes a point where you look and look and look at the evidence and it's just not there, that you know people should just sort of back off their initial prior, but. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it, it and I've, I've spent so much time reading about it and it's like, it's very, it's just so weird. It just seems like so uh, impossible that like the president is so hard to get to and it has never happened since. I mean, they did shoot Reagan, but um, you know, but the person didn't just disappear. <laughs> they saw it happen, you know, so just um, that, you know, the JFK one, I think um, it, yeah, there's, there's a strong motivating factor for things like just not adding up, but then, you keep on going down the rabbit hole and it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you start going down the rabbit hole and it's kind of hard, unless you're taking notes and organizing them, it's kind of hard to keep everything, you know, in your brain in a good order at once. Uh, the Charles Manson conspiracy is an interesting one to read about because, no, it's not a conspiracy that, like, the government wanted Charles Manson to kill all those people. But there is evidence that you know, he was connected to various, you know, government officials, not, and that he was involved in these sort of like brainwashing techniques that the CIA CIA was developing at the really? time. Yeah, I haven't heard that. Um, and I yeah, it's a, it, yeah, it's a pretty interesting one to go down. And I, like, like I want to be clear, I'm not saying like the government was involved in any of those killings. But, you know, there there is evidence that he may have used brainwashing techniques that were part of a government program. But we'll just leave that there for now. I don't want to get too deep into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt, Manson is fascinating on a, a lot of different levels. Um, uh, obviously, that movie that just came out, uh, was it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh, yeah. Kind of is dances around that and that is, you know the the connections to like Hollywood and rock and roll, and then I didn't know about the stuff you, you were talking about, but just Manson himself is like, I mean, there's, I don't know, um, I don't know why it is with Manson, but like there seem to be so many long form interviews with him that were done, like more than any other uh, um, criminal. I, I feel like there's these like hour long, you know, interviews with like Tom Snyder did one. It's fascinating, and it's like you can watch the whole thing on on YouTube. Um, he, I find him very fascinating um, because he's not he's not he's crazy, but he's not as crazy as you think he is. Sometimes, you know, like there's some sort of coherence to what he's doing. Um, I mean, that's why he was successful in convincing people to do horrible things. Obviously, but um, yeah, I guess we could <laughs> maybe that's another episode. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to have my wits about me a little bit more, a little more organized. Yeah, I would recommend yeah. though. There is a really good podcast called "You Must Remember This," and 
they um it's about old hollywood stories but they did like a uh, six or eight, you know, episode series on on the Manson and Hollywood connections. Um, highly recommended. Really good stuff. It's called "You Must Remember This." Cool, cool. We should, uh, yeah, we should do a we should do a segment one time about other podcasts. I mean, obviously, other podcasts aren't as good as this one, but talk about our favorite other podcasts and podcast episodes and that. Uh, yeah, we we could do that. I, I'm listening to a little bit less podcasts than I did before because I'm not commuting as much, but definitely yeah. have some recommendations. Um, we, we didn't address that, I don't think, in the... Um, no, yeah, so this happened since the last episode, is that um, we were mentioned on one of our favorite podcasts, the Rights to Ricky Sanchez, which is a 76ers basketball uh, podcast. But we were kind of mentioned on that one. Yeah, yeah, we were like 70% mentioned. He called us... Plastic cups inside paper cups, not plastic cups inside paper cups inside plastic cups. Yeah. So I'm wondering, do do podcasts ever have rivalries? Like, you know, like kind of like, um, you know, like, like Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. Is there is there any podcast beef? I'm trying to think. So the Rights to Ricky guys had a bit of a beef with JJ Reddick, who does have a podcast, but I don't know if it was a podcast, a podcast beef, or a podcast to individual beef who has a podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Or are you thinking of starting a beef with someone? Well, yeah, it was like maybe with the Rights to Ricky Sanchez guys, because you could, you know, kind of like when rappers are coming up, they, you yeah. know, got famous kind of for making that one song about robbing all the famous rappers. And so, you know, it could be. A yeah, way- but that's my favorite podcast, though. Can we do it with someone I don't <laughs> like that much or I could live without? If yeah. Like, really sour. I guess so. Because, yeah, we don't want to fabricate the beef. It's got to have some legitimate origin. So let's, f- yeah, let's find, let's find one where we think they're actually like doing harm to society and start a beef with them. Okay. We'll do some research and then we'll take it to the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Reader suggestions, you know, uh, yeah. Send us an e- a mailbag question or a mailbag statement of who we should start a beef with. We'll look yeah. into it. We'll be on the case. Yep. Cool. Uh, what else do we have lined up? So we're going to do something for the first time today. Uh, All right. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Animal of the week. What is our animal of the week? Our animal of the week this week is the incomparable seahorse. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a seahorse in person. Have you? Uh, I don't think so. Um, Boy, they're weird, right? Yeah, they're 
they're weird. They, I guess they get the name seahorses because their heads kind of look like a horse head, but they're like this. They're almost like a question mark shape. Yeah, but now I Google it. Yeah, it definitely looks like a, like a horse head and neck. Yeah, like they're they're weird. How big is a seahorse? Like I'm thinking it's like six inches, but I could be wrong. So that's a pretty good guess. There's different there's different uh, species of seahorses. I don't know if species is the right word there, but different types of seahorses. The biggest ones are. Uh, 14 inches, the smallest ones are half an inch. So that's a pretty, pretty big disparity. Like imagine if they were like, you know, humans who are 28 times as big as other humans. Yeah, that is a, a pretty big range. 14 inches, wow, that's, that's a good size seahorse. Yeah. What, what yeah. is a sea? <laughs> like you're the expert on seahorses now. Like I, I didn't, I'm just like looking at Wikipedia and I'm like, well, what do they eat? Yeah, I think, so I've read they do eat some tiny fish, like shrimp. I think they mostly eat like seagrass and algae and that type of stuff. Uh, interestingly, they don't have teeth or stomach, so they have to eat a lot because of that, because food just kind of like goes through them. They, yeah, so there's a lot of weird things about seahorses. For as You know, they obviously, they live in water, but they're pretty poor swimmers compared to other sea creatures. So that's, they pretty much hang out close to the sea floor. Well, uh, it's because they don't really have like a, they don't have fins. They have like that. It just kind of looks like somebody started making an animal and then kind of gave up at the bottom. <laughs> like they're just like, oh, let's put a, a little curl on the end of it. Yeah. I think it's also, I was just reading that, um, that the female seahorses deposits the eggs into the male's pouch, and the male carries the eggs for nine to forty-five days, which is also a big range. Um, so that's that's an interesting case of the kind of the the, the male organism uh, carrying the babies. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the most interesting and unique things about them. And uh, one of the weird things about it is when. It, the egg is being transferred to the male. Sometimes it takes like eight hours for them to align exactly properly so that they can do the transfer. Yeah. Wow. But how do they, you seem like pretty low functioning animal. Like it seems like they would be, um, you know, kind of devolved, like, or, you know, removed from evolution at this point. Well, one, one advantage they have is they can change colors. So maybe that helps out as far as staying away mm. from predators. So how is this um, animal of the week? Is this how this, this is supposed to work? Like, is one of us going to have to research uh, a, a animal each time? And then you, you seem like you were kind of a little bit more of an expert. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we can... I, th I think one of us will suggest an animal and one whoever suggests it will probably know more than the other person, but. Okay. I will. I'm looking forward to thinking about what animal will be on the show next week. Cool. Cool. Uh, one other interesting thing about seahorses, they, they are one of the few animals, obviously humans do this, but that are monogamous. Mm. 
Yeah, I think I've heard that. That was the thing. Like, I was like, I think I know one thing about seahorses. And it had something to do with either um, reproduction or something like that. I was like, I feel like that was the thing I kind of knew about seahorses. Yeah, and this, this I read, I was looking for further verification of it, but they mate under full moons and make musical sounds while mating. Really? Oh, that's crazy. Now we have to like... I was, I, yeah, I was looking long and hard for these actual musical sounds. I couldn't find it. Every time I searched for like seahorses and music, I think there were some band called seahorses and that's what kept coming up i couldn't find the actual sounds okay well i'm going to track that down i'll put it in the podcast i would imagine seahorses was like a i I would have to guess it was like a 90s indie rock band no, I could be wrong. I think it was like an 80s new wave British band or something like that, but okay. I could be wrong about that. Here's one. The Seahorses were an English alternative rock band formed in 1996. Um, all right, well. So we were, both kind, yeah, we were both kind of right. Yeah, 96, and they were alternative alt-rock. They look, if I, you know, I'll, 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 maybe I could drop in some of their music, but they look, yeah, they look like they were kind of like maybe a little bit, like bush or something they look kind of a little bit gritty and kind of like the hair in their eyes so um I'm, now i'm kind of intrigued by the sea horses maybe it'll become one of our favorite bands yeah yeah and uh yeah but, but one more thing on seahorses it's like to be clear though are they fish hmm it's a good it says, question. It says, isn't their, their phylum is chordate. Uh, I don't know what that means. I was just trying to think, like, it's not clear to me whether they're a fish. Yeah, I'm going to say they fall outside the category fish. That they are their own, not their own thing that they just came out of nowhere and didn't evolve from anything, but it just just seems like they are a little distinct from fish and that, that they probably come from some other family of sea creatures. Yeah. Well, this is going to be, I'm going to have to step up my game. Like I, I think the seahorse is one of the more interesting album or albums, animals. Um, like I'm going to have to think long and hard or something, make sure I find an animal that's intriguing as a seahorse. Yeah. Well, lucky, lucky for you. There's, Past and present, just millions of weird and strange That's true. animals. That's true. I mean, the seahorse is kind of hard to top. That's why <laughs> I, I picked them as the first one. But, you know. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. So um, what, any, any plans for those things kind of get back to, to normal-ish? Um, uh, any any plans in your future? <laughs> I guess any kind of plan? That's a good question. I would say with a, a resounding no. Yeah. Not that I, not that I don't want to do anything, but I don't, I don't have any plans. And I see, even though it seems like things are, you know, there's been some positive trends. It looks like it, it looks like the uh, positive rate is going down. It looks like 
the number of deaths is going down, everything's going in the right direction. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not one to like shame people for like, hey, meet up, we'll stay 10 feet apart or whatever. But I, I don't specifically have any like, I want to do this in the future. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, I, you know, I've done this for 55 days. I can probably do it for another week and a half, two weeks. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to plan a vacation at some point. Um, you know, I think it'll take it on the form of depending on what the world is like at that given time. But, you know, just I uh, would like to take plan something. And maybe it's like getting a lake house or something where we're just hanging out with me and Bo and Louie. Yeah, yeah, I, I do have, so I'm, I'm, uh, if you're listening, Cousin Zaid, what's up, cuz, uh, I'm, his wedding, my Cousin Zaid's wedding is tentatively planned for August, and I don't know if that's in California, so I don't know if that's still going to happen or not going to happen, I think he's still trying to figure that out, I'm the best man in the wedding. Oh, really? Yeah, so if if legal, if it, if it's still happening and it's legal, then I'm gonna go. But I don't know if those two things. Yeah, is he? And he lives in California. Yeah, yeah, he lives in Los Angeles. Yeah, my cousin Michael, uh, who could be listening as well, um, he is. He, he was planned to get uh, married in August as well. Um, so uh, yeah, I haven't heard what the plan is. I think they're just waiting to see. What, what goes on that one's in new york so um less of a travel issue than, than obviously for you yeah but well, hopefully they can take their course i know i would be bummed if i had planned on getting married and then had to reschedule it yeah yeah uh yeah you know it's an interesting time because you know we all want to we all want to get back to normal and we can't you know we can't social distance forever, but at this, you know, but at the same time, uh, it's like, there's also the concern or things going to just start getting worse when we ease up on social distancing. Hopefully, you know, the weather plays a role in stopping that from happening. Hopefully people doing a better job washing their hands and not breathing on each other and not going to office jobs. But, uh, it's sort of frustrating though, because it's like, I feel like the government had a chance in like over the last two months to say, all right, we're going to have, we're going to have testing so ramped up that we're going to kind of have this thing not under control, but you know, we can limit the spread of it. If people who interact with the public are getting tested every couple of weeks, not just people with symptoms, but, but it seems like that didn't happen and it's not going to happen. So it's like almost like, well, what are we waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a whole can of worms, obviously. Um, well, I think that's probably it for the the episode, right? Um, I got to eat some dinner before the, the last, I guess, two episodes of the Michael Jordan documentary come on. Uh, so have you been watching that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so. Uh, tonight's the last two episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm looking forward to that. That's my plan. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right, well. Yep, enjoy your dinner, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Adios. Adios. How come my dog's so calm? Man, whenever you want to sing. 
How come my dog's so calm? Man, whenever you're on the scene Man, I just can't understand it Cause I know my dog is mean Well, he been my next door neighbor Been my father too Growl at my mommy Ate up my own shoe I got my dog so calm Man, whenever you want to sing Man, I just can't understand it Cause I know my dog is mean You've been coming around my house When my wife was all alone No, you don't know voodoo My dog don't like no bone I got my dog so calm Man, whenever you on the scene Man, I just can't understand it Cause I know my dog is mean Cause I know my dog is mean 